Ready. Cue music. Well, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome back to Skyfire TV. I knew you'd like that one, Ben. We're here with uh, Benjamin Kroll, our COO. I am the CEO, Matt Sloan. We also have our good buddy, Mike Masarino here from WS Darlene Company uh, up there in lovely Chicago. So uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. We're glad to have you on the program. Thanks for having me. I look forward to these every Wednesday, so it's nice to be on the other side for once. Oh, you're you're making me blush. I don't know what you look forward to about seeing me and Ben drone on. Uh, that was no pun intended on that, but uh, me and Ben drone on about uh, all this fun stuff every week. So we're glad to have you on. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's just dive right in there. So uh, you got a pretty nice looking aircraft there behind you, uh, Matrice 300. So uh, why don't you jump right in and start uh, just kind of give us a tour. And, and real quick, actually, Mike, Mike, real quick, can you just do a, just a quick intro for like who you are and who Darley is real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I'm Mike Masarino. I head up our robotics to the WS Darley. Uh, for those not familiar with Darley, I've been around since 1908, uh, primarily in the firefighting service, uh, building pumps, providing firefighting equipment. Uh, we're also a defense contractor. Uh, and we have a new innovation line of products. And, and one of those products is, has been drones for the last uh, 11 years. So we've been working with Skyfire and the team over there for a long time. Uh, we really bridged in the market about 10 years ago with a product called the Darley Stinger, uh, a drone that we manufactured and, and brought to market. And we just quickly found out we were, we were better at building pumps than building drones. Um, so we pivoted and we've still seen the value behind the equipment. Uh, two first responders. Uh, we work with, with DI and, and a lot of other manufacturers and really help build programs uh, with the assistance of partners like uh, Skyfire. So there's a little bit about me um, in, in Darley. Uh, we are a DGI enterprise dealer. Um, anything that we talk about today, we can provide you quotes, more equipment. Um, you know, one thing I'm going to stress just at the beginning, and I'll probably stress again at the end, is whoever you are working with with your quotes, just make sure you're getting. Um, you know, good service and support after the fact, uh, you know, whether it's Darley, um, you know, UBT, uh, Rocky Mountain, there's, there's a lot of great dealers out there um, that'll take care of you. So uh, talk to your enterprise dealers, they'll help you out, they'll get you quoted, uh, no answer any questions. So behind me, um, we do have a 300. Um, so, you know, apologies ahead of time and, you know, my makeshift uh, office here at home, um, not too much room to kind of show off the features uh, there's a lot of good videos out there with unboxing. I wanted to have the aircraft on in case we were getting any live questions uh, throughout the year. I can show you some things on the controller, but immediately what you'll notice is the body of the aircraft is up above our arms. Um, you know, and the reason for this, we really noticed it in flight testing with the aircraft. This thing is just incredibly stable. Um, you know, here in Chicago, we had 20, 25 mile an hour wind gusts yesterday. And uh, you can really just almost feel it with the aircraft, how stable it is in the center of gravity uh, with the system. So it's beefier um, than the 200 and the 210. Uh, but a couple things I really like out of the gate is there's not as many configurations. Um, so this system, it's a 200 or a 300 RTK. Uh, if you want a dual payload, you can buy a dual payload setup. So you can modify uh, your drone for that equipment. Uh, this has the RTK sensors built into it. So you still need to buy a base station, but if you buy 
you know, if you bought a 200 and you wanted to update to a 210 RTK, you were buying a brand new system. Uh, this one's a bit more modular, uh, which is really nice, especially for public safety. Yeah, that's really awesome because I know that a lot of people were, you know, they, they get into one thing and then they've got to upgrade and replace their entire system to get into something else later on. So that's pretty cool that you can uh, do the modular upgrades later. So it, it ships standard with the single gimbal, right? And then you can buy that second setup. Correct. So there, there's a couple things. And as you're getting quotes, I would, I would strongly recommend asking for the combo. And what the combo is going to come with is that's going to come with uh, your aircraft. It's going to come with the new uh, smart controller, uh, the enterprise smart controller. Um, it's going to come with the battery charging box. So, so DJI did away with the DJI charger, essentially, um, you know, our, our spherical charger that came with the 200s to charge the TV 55s. Those are gone, and it's it's replaced with a battery charging box, uh, which is really slick. You can you can put eight batteries in there at once. It'll charge two uh, at a time, so a pair pretty rapidly. Uh, you could charge uh, once again plug four WB 37s in there at a time. It'll charge one of those again pretty rapidly, uh, but it's a really nice charger box. So as you're going out and, and getting quotes and looking for requests here, ask for the M300 combo. So that way you'll get a pair of batteries, the TB60s. Um, you'll get the battery charging box. You'll get the aircraft. You'll get a smart controller. So one of the cool things right away I wanted to um, talk about is the batteries because um, they are they are definitely a new product that DJI offers. You can't use the old sets of batteries, but um, the flight time is remarkable. So you actually need less batteries because you can fly more on a single set. So talk to me about flight times and and the uh, the stuff that you've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I should pull up DJI's website here with the spec, but without a payload, they're advertising 55 minute flight time. Um, you know, that starts going down as we have a payload. Uh, maybe one of you guys have the numbers off the top of your head here um, for what it is with the H20 payload. But, you know, we, we flew up or we had it in the air for 35 minutes yesterday with the payload and we still had a good amount of battery, but we brought it down. So um, anybody flying Thank a few times? I'm sorry. Right, you said, ahead. I'm sorry, you said 35 minutes with the, which, with, which payload on there? Uh, that was with the H20T and pretty strong winds. And, you know, we still landed, we had, we had ample battery life left. We, uh, the demo system, we're not, we're not pushing it down uh 5% or 10% critical battery or still kind of, you know, playing around with it and getting used to the new features and, and the new payload, especially. Um, so, you know, one thing, you know, with the 210, I've, I've never had a 210 in the air for 35 minutes. Um, so, so being up in the air that long, it's, it's definitely uh, a much better performance. And one thing I'll kind of show you guys here, is the batteries are hot swappable. So I took a battery out of the aircraft. Uh, my aircraft is still running. Um, so at this point, as my batteries are going dead, I'd be able to throw a new battery in. So especially when we're talking about first responder um, applications, your downtime in between batteries is, is going to significantly go down. We're able to land the air swap and be back up in the air in you know, a minute. Awesome. I want to just uh, point out our good buddy, Chris Fink, is here from uh, Unmanned Vehicle Technologies. Uh, he just posted a comment. He said they've been seeing about what you guys have seen, so 33 to 36 minutes uh, with the H20T uh, landing at about 20%. So. Uh, that's awesome. awesome. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that. Larry Bogus also says he loves your mustache. Thank uh, you. So thanks, Larry. Uh, Thank you, Larry. And, Thanks, Chris. And uh, yeah, I know 
Chris and their team over there, they've been posting uh, some some images, especially from the thermal camera. I'll sure will, I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, but you know, use those guys as a resource. They're putting out a lot of great information uh, out to the masses. So appreciate everything you do, Chris. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, so he brought up another good point. You can actually use the XT2 on this as well too. So you don't necessarily need the H20. Um, and he said they're getting 40 to 44 minutes of flight time with the XT2, which is awesome. So another another thing you don't have to upgrade uh, if you've already got an XT2, you can you can put it right on there. And we also know the Z30 works on it as well too. Um, the cameras that do not work on there uh, are the X4S, the X5S, um, and, and the uh, more of the the sort of the film cameras. So um, tell us a little bit about the H20T and kind of some of the features that it comes with. Um, and, uh, and if you can show us what we can, uh, actually see through it on the, uh, on the remote there. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, what I've noticed off the bat, um, again, from DJI, I like that there's two versions of this camera. There's the H20 and there's an H20T. There's not a million lens options. There's not a million different resolutions. Uh, if you get the H20, you're going to get um, the hybrid zoom, you're going to get a wide angle, and you're going to get a laser rangefinder. Uh, the H20T T for thermal adds the thermal camera. So the thermal, it's a, a 13 and a half millimeter lens and a 640 resolution thermal camera. Um, so, I mean, just from the limited testing we've done, um, this camera is it's solid. Um, so if you're, if you're familiar with the X-T2 uh, and the Z30, um, you know, a couple things, this does not have MSX. Um, so, you know, some of the benefits that we got of utilizing the X-T2 and overlaying our, our video to the thermal, we don't have that available. Um, however, the interface of the camera is very nice. So I don't know exactly how much we're going to be able to see here. We're going to try to get a little crazy. I'll give you guys a little dose of the mustache in the background. Um, <laughs> but uh, right now it's on the wide camera. All right, and you'll notice this green box in the middle. And the green box, as click zoom, it's going to pull up what's in that green box. So as I'm utilizing the search or I want to switch to my zoom camera, let me see if I can uh, get something a little better here. How about an arm? Beautiful. Uh, so now as I click zoom, everything inside that green box is going to come into the field of view. And what's nice is it gives me the ability to adjust the zoom while I'm in the wide angle lens. So then when I go in to zoom in on a target, uh, it does a really good job. And in the image quality that I've seen so far, um, I haven't done too many comparisons with putting 210 up in the air with the Z30 or even a 300 with the Z30. But the resolution seems much better um, on this zoom camera than, than what I'm used to with the Z30. Um, you know, while we're in that, one thing we were playing around with a lot yesterday was the active track. Um, so especially for the law enforcement agencies out there, the active track is going to be at a, an appealing feature uh, of the system. So while we're in that zoom mode, uh, and, and that beeping you're hearing, I haven't figured out how to turn that off yet. Maybe Chris, you can, you can enlighten me. Uh, but every time it auto focuses, uh, it'll give you a loud beep. So especially as, uh, you know, we're flying that can get a little annoying. I'm sure it's a, a simple menu study and I'm overlooking uh, at the time. Um, but the active track's really nice. So what we were doing yesterday, uh, probably there's a, a major road about a quarter of a mile um, away from us. We were zooming in on, on cars and actively tracking. So at that point, our camera's following a target. Uh, it's zooming in and out to stay with the target. Uh, there's a lot of great videos um, you know, out there kind of showing that off. 
well, so that's one thing that's nice. And then um, the final one being a rangefinder. Um, so the rangefinder works great. Um, you know, targeting a distance, targeting a GPS point. Um, if we found a, a missing hiker or something along those lines, we can identify how far they are from the drone, which isn't too valuable, but more valuable is that exact GPS point uh, of the target. Um, so that's really neat. And while we're talking about a missing, uh, a missing hiker, we also have the point to start dropping pins. So using that same um, you know, laser rangefinder, and while we're here with the zoom camera, I can actually drop pins onto the map. And the beauty there is if back at Incident Command, we're using Flight Hub, anything like that, any pins I'm dropping with the drone uh, are gonna show up there on their maps as well. And as I'm flying, those pins are now uh, an augmented reality layer on my live video. So at any point, as I'm flying, watching the video, I could see where that pin is. Um, so just some some neat things. I mean, the camera, I'm blown away by it. Um, you know, it's big, it's beefy, um, but I mean, it's it, it's been incredible so far. Oh, that's that's awesome. I, I think one of the things I'm most excited about are those uh, augmented reality features. Um, you know, some of this the software stuff, not even so much the hardware uh, itself, but you know, some of the software stuff is super cool. Um, one of the other things too, and Ben, I wanted you to weigh in on this as well. The, one of the cool features that we've read about um, is the ability to have two different remotes and be able to hand off control between the remotes. Um, and that might not sound like a huge deal uh, to some people, but what's cool about that is if you're if you're doing long range flying, um, you know, eventually we're all working towards beyond line of sight. You could actually, you know, have another pilot that's far away and be able to hand off, um, be able to hand off that control. So. I mean, Ben, from an FAA perspective, does that mitigate anything? I mean, does that help us? Like, I know that eventually we'll get there, but what do you think today? Yeah, probably not quite yet. I mean, it's a cool feature, and I think something that that we've wanted for a while. Um, I, you know, I think the regs still have to kind of catch up there, but um, uh, definitely something cool. Definitely something you know I want to try out. I don't know, Mike, if you've if you've um, played around with that feature yet, but um, definitely looking forward to it. I don't have two controllers yet. Um, so we've got some on the way. Um, as soon as we do, we will. Um, you know, from a first responder standpoint, the training aspect of that, that dual uh, controller is also nice. Um, so those yeah, are things yeah. to think about even without maybe a beyond visual line of sight waiver uh, is having those two controllers. There's a lot of different training modes that are built into these to start allowing your training operations to, to take it to the next level. Awesome. Um, our buddy Bobby Uyang just uh, wrote in a comment, does the smart controller connect with iOS devices? And also he loves your mustache as well. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Bobby. Um, as of now, um, I haven't tried hooking it up to an iPad. I'll try it out uh, actually today and I'll get back to you. I don't believe so. Um, it, from the sounds of it, it's you're going to have the smart controller here. I know the sentence uh, isn't compatible with the M300. Um, so for at least the short term, uh, we're looking Android, but I'll get back to you on that answer. Don't quote me on that. Awesome. Chris, maybe you know in the comments. Yeah, we'll see what he says there. Um, and he says he's ready to buy a second smart controller if you get them before he does. So <laughs> you guys can start trading gear. I love it. Uh, you know, we all want to be family mine. here. What's that? I said, maybe I'll send him mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. We're all one big happy family here. So, uh, uh, yeah, and Larry mentioned too that the, they've got a, a tree canopy down there, and uh, he's in Memorial Villages, Texas. Um, that two, having two controllers to hand off will be really beneficial for them too. So that's another uh, another option you could use there. 
Um, no, that's that's really awesome. Um, so t talk to me a little bit about the uh, transporting that thing too, because it, it is definitely bigger. Um, does the how does it fit in the case? Could you, do you have to break it down? What, what, tell me about that stuff. Great question. Um, you know, and when we first talked about it, I think I vented a little bit on the case and how to set this up. And I've, I've kind of turned my mentality the other way. So it is, you know, our, our arms and everything are foldable. Um, I'll boot it off here in a little while and we'll kind of get into that. Uh, but the case that comes in from DGI, DGI actually did a great, great job with this case. Uh, it does fit the payload. Um, so our H20T fits in the case uh, from DGI. And the aircraft uh, uh, folds in and fits actually upside down into the case. So at first, you know, that, that kind of had me scratching my head, uh, you know, taking it out, flipping it up, getting it all put together. Uh, but what it gives you the ability to do is actually put the landing gear on the aircraft while it's in the case, take it down, flip it upside down, have an actual surface to work with, and then unfold our arms. Um, so one thing to note is our props are pretty fixed. Um, these aren't like the M210 props that pop on and off. Uh, it is going to require a tool to fix these. Uh, a nice thing there is it's, it's one less step to do. Um, but similar to the 210, our arms are going to fold, and I always have to remind myself to start in the back. But they're going to come up, and it's going to fold to more of a smaller frame, uh, a much smaller, um, can't think of the word, like a uh, but, you know, package. Yeah. Smaller package than the 210. The 210 was lengthy. This is a little bit more boxy while it folds up. Uh, it does take a little bit of use to. Um, just unfolding and refolding it. Uh, but now that I've done that uh, a few dozen times, it is, it is much simpler. And the case that comes from, from DJI, uh, they actually did a pretty good job with that. Yeah, it's like a giant version of the Mavic. I always have to remind myself which legs to fold up under first and all that. So uh, no, that's- Still do it wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. You can't, you can't win them all. As long as, as long as you can fly it, that's all that really matters. Uh, so Chris said they did try the uh, iPad and it was a no-go out of the box. Um, he said they're working on a smart controller uh, monitor mounting kit, uh, which will let you attach uh, a, like a regular monitor to it, but uh, no, no go on the iOS at the moment. Um, thanks for that, Chris. Appreciate that. So um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think we're, we're all super excited about this. Um, you know, any of you who have been around DJI Enterprise uh, for a while knows that uh, we can't really discuss price publicly, but we can certainly get you quotes uh, if you reach out to, uh, to us or Darley or UBT or RMUS or any of those. Um, We'll all be, be able to get you hooked up there. Uh, suffice it to say that it is similar in price to the 210, um, in, in sort of in the same ballpark. Um, so you know you're not talking about a uh, you know a humongous price increase or um, you know depending on kind of the package that you put together. Um, that yeah, this is this is super cool. And you said you were out flying it yesterday. So what's the flying experience like? Uh, great. It's it's powerful. Um, so you know off the bat. Uh, kind of pushing it around when you go full stick, uh, you know, and I haven't put it in sport mode or anything yet. Um, you know, just been in position mode. Um, it's quick. And, you know, when you when you hit the stick, you feel it. Uh, I've noticed uh, ascent and descent is much faster um, than the 210. Um, you know, flying it, it, it flies great. And, and when your sticks off and you're kind of looking with the payload and adjusting the payload, it's just sitting there. Um, so it does a great job with the wind. It's It's a lot of it, it's really a joy to fly. Um, so one thing I haven't done too much of uh, is really utilize the sensors. Um, you know, I haven't done some of the inspections that 
Uh, other folks have already started kind of pushing it out and testing. And I've done uh, too much low level or close inspection type work to, to really put the obstacle avoidance sensors to work or to test. Um, but just free flying, I mean, it, it, it flies great. Uh, it's quiet. Uh, it's much quieter uh, than the 210. Um, again, this is going off my ears, which are probably getting bad. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, haven't put a decibel gun or anything to this yet, but it seems much quieter than the 210. Yeah, that makes sense too. It's got bigger props and, uh, and you know, so it's going to rotate slower to get the same amount of lift. So um, I want to say hey to our good friends, Jeff Clavin and John McBride's joining us now too. So the gang is literally all here. Uh, Josh, Josh is here from DroneSense. So we got like half the drone industry, I think on this, uh, on this webinar, which is awesome. So thanks for joining us, John. Um, yeah, no, this is, this is awesome. Um, I think Ben's got a question for you. So go ahead, Ben. I actually have uh, two questions, Mike. One, um, you flew the, the 200 and the 210 a lot. Can you just kind of sum up like, what do you notice like right away, big difference between the two? Is it a huge improvement? Like what, how do you feel? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the amount of data um, that DJI is really packed in here. So the interface when you first pull it up. So initial impressions from turning it on, um, I can back out and kind of show you here. So a couple of things, our pilot app looks almost identical, um, you know, but one thing is our health monitoring system um, is right down here. So, you know, green, green lights are good. Uh, you know, anything green, especially for first responders, is going to tell us uh, things are happy and things are good. Um, so, you know, it's nice. And those are some of the checks that we always like to check off the list with our pre-flight checks. Now, as I go in, uh, it's just the amount of information they're giving us. So as we're flying, uh, the ability to see, um, you know, artificial horizon, uh, see what our, our speed is. It, it even calculates wind speed. So they're, they're giving me, the pilot, um, you know, a lot more information um, built in here in the display, uh, which right off the bat is, is great. Um, you know, major differences, it, it flies a lot like a 210. Um, you know, it's, it's a little jumpier. Uh, you know, I say it's almost as uh, it, jumpy as a Mavic, but it just looks like a, a, a large 210 up in the air. So it's, it's fun to fly. Um, you know, my initial experience flying, it's been uh, a very positive. Uh, the one problem I've had is just getting adjusted to the new payload. Um, as somebody that was almost strictly flying the X-T2 and the Z-30, um, getting used to the new interface for the H-20T uh, has just been a learning curve for me. Um, you know, and a lot of folks in here uh, get a lot more stick time than I do. Um, you know, I don't know if they're sharing the same, uh, you know, I wouldn't even say concerns, but just adjustments. Um, so no, DJI has done a, an awesome job with this. It's, it's a pleasure to fly and uh, it's been fun. Looking forward to flying more today. Yeah, that's really cool, especially the systems monitoring stuff, you know, coming from like Mandy Aviation, especially, you know, that's um, especially with like the technologically advanced aircraft. That's kind of what you become in the cockpit. You know, you're a systems monitor. So uh, to hear that they've added uh, more functionality there is, is really cool. I'm excited to see that. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you was the mustache is getting a lot of play today. So if you can just talk for a minute about, you know, where that came from and, and how you're doing with that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, this has been a long journey. Uh, the wife is not happy uh, at all. So I'm looking forward to actually showing her this video and, and, and kind of showing her uh, the love that it's receiving. Uh, but I'm, I'm not one for facial hair. So, you know, being kind of locked in and not seeing anybody has uh, kind of gave me the flexibility to, to grow it out a little bit. Well, well, well done. Well done. It, it, it's playing well. 
It's funny how much facial hair has become a topic of conversation during this whole pandemic because, well, and Ben's head hair too. So we're going to do a progressive as the hair gets higher. Uh, we're going to do a pro some progressive uh, imagery there. But uh, now my wife has encouraged me to keep the Corona beard. So for right now, it's very itchy, but I'm going to keep it. I do like the uh, the uh, 80s porn stash though. And, and apparently our audience does too. So uh, keep it going, Mike, I think is, is kind of the take home from our, from our webinar here. So, um, well, cool. Uh, oh, Chris also mentioned too, he said uh, one nice, uh, one nice feature about it being jumpy is that you also get that really impressive braking power too. So it's going to stop a lot quicker. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So and that's and exciting. It's noticeable. Um, you know, I know Rocky Mountain's going to be doing a live webinar. Maybe John can um, uh, post about that, but I believe that's next week. Uh, we're also going to be doing a live demo, um, you know, webinar uh, at some point in the next week or two here. Um, you know, it, it, it's tricky getting out to folks right now. Uh, you know, a lot of agencies have different policies. At Darley, uh, you know, we're open for business. Uh, we have folks in the warehouse. We've got inventory coming in and coming out. Uh, but it's really a skeleton crew. Uh, most of our sales, business development, and executive team are working remote. Um, you know, in Illinois, it's still a stay-at-home order. Uh, other than essential business. So, so traveling's tough. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing right now for the end users, anything, you know, we can do at Darley, uh, you know, Chris can do it at UBT, John over at Rocky Mountain, anything we can do uh, to support you remotely, um, please reach out to us. We're doing everything we can to, to adjust to this as I'm sure, uh, you know, all of our first responders are as well. So. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And it actually brings up another thing too that Ben and I uh, have talked a lot about this week with uh, with our mailing list. Um, but uh, you know, one of the things we're, we're kind of changing in light of coronavirus right now is uh, you know, we're gonna be doing a lot of the 107 online, uh, or I should say the classroom training is gonna be uh, largely online, which is great because that means Ben and I don't have to uh, fly all around the country <laughs> doing that stuff, but gonna be partnering with some local folks to, to help out with the hands-on portion. So. Um, it's great to, to have partners like you guys at RMUS and UBT and you guys up in Darley at Chicago. So we've got Chicago, Arkansas, uh, Utah, Ben's out in Colorado now. We're here in Atlanta. We got some guys up in Maine now with our Viking division. So we got people, uh, people all over the place. So uh, it's really awesome. John says uh, their thing is going to be a deep dive. So they're going to talk about the app, uh, Night Flight H20T, and that'll be later this week. Um, and uh, Chris, our buddy from UBT, had to depart, but he said uh, to tell Mrs. Masserino that uh, she should let you keep the mustache. <laughs> so, and and Ben Larry Bogus says you're going for the flock of seagulls look. So uh, I love it. So this is fun, guys. It's like we're all it's like we're all at a big show together or something hanging out. So we'll see when we actually get to do that in person. But uh, yeah, but we're hey, gonna we're gonna have to come up with some lead out music and lead in music. You know, Tom Owen calls this the Matt and Ben show. Oh, does he? And so I figured we should come up with some music for it. Hey, maybe we can get a jingle like the Matt and Ben show. I love it. We'll work on it. Anybody know a songwriter? Let us know. We'll get the little Skyfire TV jingle going here. So, um, but hey, Mike, I really appreciate you taking the time to share this with us. Um, and uh, for those of you who missed that part, we can uh, definitely help you guys get quotes um, either from Mike, from UBT, from our folk, our buddies over at RMUS. Um, we're all in this together. And uh, speaking of being this in this together, we really appreciate all of our uh, first responder uh, brothers and sisters and, you know, kind of keeping us all safe here and fighting the good fight while uh, allowing us to be able to, uh, to stay sheltered. So thank you guys all for the work that you continue to do as we uh, navigate through all this together. So um, 
I think we'll uh, we'll call it here for today. But uh, Mike and Ben, thanks so much as always. Uh, we don't have the jingle ready yet, so uh, <laughs> we'll just uh, sign off from here. But thank you guys for being here, and thanks, uh, thank everybody you guys online for watching. And uh, if you have any questions, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Oh, I don't think we're on TikTok still yet. We talked about it last week, but uh, we'll see you guys on some some online platform here, and we're happy to do a little Zoom TV with you guys too. So uh, thanks so much for watching uh, and we will see you all soon. Thank you. See you, Matt. See you, Ben.